I'm now delighted to be joined by a lady who'll be making her lakeside debut in just a couple of weeks' time, Lancashire's Joe Clements. Joe, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Currently um, going through my second dose of COVID, but um, no real adverse symptoms this time. Uh, how was how was your first battle with it? Oh, yeah, it, it wasn't very pleasant at all. Um, it felt like my brain was swelling out of the top of my head. It was like a really bad hangover for about five days, just so tired. Um, this time it's just more of a, a blocked running nose, so uh, I'm glad it's it's not as bad as last time. Oh, that's good to hear. When was that, that first time of getting it? It was only about a month or so ago. Um, it wasn't long at all because a lot of people are saying, uh, cool, you've got it quite soon after your last one. So, uh, yeah, I think I don't know where I've got it from this time or whether it be from my last darts visit or from where I work. Um, you know, we do have access to a lot of COVID things where I work in the hospital. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, hopefully, hopefully nothing too serious this time, and, and on the mend for Lakeside in a, a couple of weeks. Congratulations on getting that spot at Lakeside. Perhaps didn't come in the the circumstances you'd have you'd have liked, but could you describe the emotions to me? You know, when you got the call to say, "Hey, would you like to be playing at the World Championship?" I've been on sort of tenter hooks for some months. Um, being on, you know, in the position I was when the last World Championships were played in the O2, I was in the same position then um, as a standby. Obviously, I didn't get called up and in that time. So this time when they said that I'm standby, I was sort of, I'd resigned myself to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Um, I didn't get called up last time. I won't get called up this time. Um, obviously, they were saying because of COVID and restrictions, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, there might be a high possibility. Obviously, I didn't want anyone to be poorly with COVID. But um, so, yeah, I, it was a bit anxious, a bit nervy. Would I? Wouldn't I? But then as the restrictions started to ease COVID wise um, and, you, you know, and, and the the pandemic seemed to be sort of, if you will, dissipating and, and whatever. I sort of thought, no, you know, my chances have gone. But the way when I, the way I've been called up um, is not the way I wanted to be called up, not at all. Um, when I did get the call, I had sort of already thought of all the scenarios, you know, with what was going on in the world. And I had to sort of think long and hard, really, about what I would do. So, um, it, you know, I, I was excited and my heart was racing when I did get the call. But then I was quite sad as well, in a way. So you you knew you had the World Championship spot before the weekend in the Isle of Man, but you couldn't tell anyone. So how difficult was it to, to sort of keep a lid on it while you were away playing the events and stuff? Yeah, I only really, I only told um, my partner and my uh, youngest daughter um, and it was awful. I, I was bursting to sort of tell people and people were asking me, I'd heard anything and I'm, I'm thinking no and I would just say no, I'm just standby and you know a lot of people were saying at a, a long ridge competition I was like surely you know you must get in and, and I was just like no, no, I was really just trying to, yeah, I was bursting to tell the world but um, obviously until everything was sorted out and I knew for sure 
that that's what would be happening. I had to sort of keep still. We'll, we'll talk about your performances this season and, and your preparations for, for Lakeside in a little bit, but I want to sort of throw it back. When did you first get into into Dart? Um, oh, gosh, it, I'm not... It was over 25 years um, ago, and um, I, I was with a, bo- a boyfriend, and um, we'd gone up to a working man's club. Um, it was just a lazy Sunday, and uh, we were going up to try and play snooker there. But back in, in those times, there was a little bit more sexism, and they actually said that I couldn't play on the snooker table being a lady, and that I'd rip it. So um, I was, you know, bit back then I was sort of, okay, I'll just do as I'm told. And I sort of sat there, and um, my boyfriend at the time sort of played snooker with one of his friends, but it can go on forever with snooker. And I, that's when I actually saw some darts in a dartboard, and I thought, oh, well, I'm not just going to sit here and do anything. So I got these darts and I started throwing them. And it just started from there, really. Was darts something that you'd watched before then on, on TV with Lakeside and so on? Oh, always. Um, my family, my parents, my brother um, plays darts. Um, and he's done the circuits, BDO, WGF circuits for many years. Um, my my father used to play darts a long time ago, so it was one of the things, you know, when Lakeside was on the Embassy World Darts, we all used to sit around um, and watch, so I, so I grew up watching darts, um, and I think maybe that's where, you know, the inspiration came from when I saw the darts that day. I thought, I'll give this a go, and I've just picked them up, and like I say, it went from there. Hmm. So I was I was having a little bit of a, a read of your website in, in preparation for this interview, and it says that you sort of started playing sort of pub league, super league about sort of ten twelve years ago. What was it that you know you go from picking up the darts where you're in the, the, the working men's club to actually saying I want to play you know regularly weekly basis for teams and so on? just sort of starting out just playing um with sort of friends and family in the pubs um I I, I sort of started realizing that I was hitting what I was aiming for and then just by chance you know someone sort of said to me we've got a super league do you want to come and play for us um so again I was like yep because I'm quite openly a darts addict um you know if I'm not playing darts I'm not happy um and I started playing Super League, and again, I was I was getting sort of the highest averages for the teams, playing then in competitions, local competitions. I didn't actually realise just how big the dart scene was outside of the local areas, your Super League. It's only when I started playing Super League and playing, you know, the the more, if you will, experienced players further afield that I actually realised that there was a bigger circuit out there than the BDO, now the WDF. And and as I've sort of progressed, my game's progressed, um, and I thought, well, you know, why not give it a go? Just uh, see how far I will progress. Mm. And um, again, to, to do that, and then to realise that that's how all the players sort of get to Lakeside after all them years of watching it, and I was just like, I want to get there. That was my main darting aspiration. Well, now you've realised it. Well, we'll realise it in a couple of weeks' time. 
So I imagine you're based in Lancashire, which obviously is one of the traditional hotbeds of darts in this country. So I imagine when you sort of started playing a bit more seriously, there were loads of opportunities locally for you to, to get more experience. Yeah, um, Lancaster itself is where I'm from. Um, and as it says on my website, the smoking ban hit the town um, quite badly and it lost every one of its ladies' teams um, and very few of the men's teams sort of carried on. So I had to go slightly further afield to carry on playing darts into Morecambe. But I would also travel to like Carnforth and different areas to, to actually play and play not just against ladies, but play against men. And, and again, so like I say, when it came from, from playing in the pubs, then I realised people were saying that there were competitions, you know, over in Cumbria and competitions elsewhere. And did I want to go? And like charity competitions as well for friends that have passed, you know. And I would go to all them just to sort of see how my nerve would hold up. And again, it I, it, it did all right. And I thought, well, I'm liking this. I'll keep on doing it. So, yeah, um, Lancashire itself, especially now, um, has got a lot of different sort of avenues, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to darts, um, competitions, grand slams, the mandatory cups and things we have to play. So I try and play as many as I can. You were, you know, you were county player, you played for, for Lancashire for, for a number of years. When was the moment that you actually decided, I want to step up and start doing the BDO Tour events? I don't think there was a moment as such. I think it was when I first started playing for Lancashire and I actually met Lisa Ashton. She was my Lancashire captain at the time. Um, And then finding out more about the circuit and seeing Lisa on telly um, playing darts and and finding out about recent competitions um, on the circuit and how well she'd done. It was Lisa that sort of said, well, you know, why don't you sort of come along? My brother, he would also go on the circuit. So I ended up sort of tagging along with them and just sort of dipping my foot in the water just to see, one, whether I could do it sort of financially, but also, two, that it wasn't too adverse on my family. Three, that, you know, I could do it sort of work-wise. And once I started... um, it just became, like I say, a bit of a bug. You know, you try and sort of pick and choose and go to whichever ones you can. Um, so there wasn't a moment as such that sort of said, I w- I'm going to go and do this. I think it was just encouragement, you know, by seeing sort of friends doing it and my family were doing it. And I, I just sort of wondered, well, should I give it a go? I didn't intend to, you know, maybe do it as much as I have done, I just thought I'd dip my toe in the water, see how it goes, and, and it's just gone on from there. You know, you say there wasn't a, a moment where you decided that that was, you know, you, you were going to pursue the tour and that kind of thing. When you started playing the events, you know, was there a particular victory early on or, or a tournament that sticks in your mind as the moment where you were like, actually, I can compete at this level and do well at this level? There'd been many a tournament where I'd just missed out, you know, um, and and gutted. I was gutted, and I thought, no, I'm going to keep on going. I think there was one tournament, um, I would say, in the Isle of Man, 
that first sort of made me sort of realise that yes, I can do this when all I ever wanted to do was try and beat one of the big names. I went to the Isle of Man and I think on the same weekend um, I beat both Lorraine, Wynne Stanley and Corinne Hammond. I think it was on the same day and, and I actually, that was it. I'd sort of, if you will, I'd, I'd, I'd done it and I was in disbelief but then I'm thinking, I think at the time Lorraine was the one of the champions um, and, and from there really I thought, well, okay, I can beat them, I need to try and beat more. Um, so that's when I started realising that, you know, I am quite dangerous and I can be beat, I can be beat but they can be beat as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was the Isle of Man weekend that gave me uh, a bit of belief, really, and, and self-confidence in myself that I can actually do it. You obviously committed to, to doing a lot of the events on the tour, and you love playing, but there is obviously the other side to it, and that, you know, the financial cost of going to events and staying and food and drink, and A, that the prize money in the ladies' events historically hasn't always been great but also the sponsorship side of things for the, for the ladies game is a lot harder so you've self-funded yourself on the tour but does that you know having covered everything yourself does that put an element of pressure on you because it's like well I've already laid out x on this I kind of feel like I need a semi-final or whatever to, to try and get some of the money back yeah I think when you are sort of self-funding the tour it's not only extremely costly financially and obviously from your family's point of view because you spend so much time away from your family. Um, you don't really have any quality time. You're living out of suitcases. When you're self-funding as well, you have to be more selective as to which competitions you go to. You would tend to go to the more higher-ranked competitions because, like you, you said there, the, the prize money... Um, is is a little bit more. Um, any sort of prize money that I do end up win, winning goes back into the pot mm. for, to take me to, to another one. If I win a substantial amount, I always treat myself. I always get myself a little treat, but then the rest goes back into the pot just to carry on the funding. And, and sometimes the pot's been very, very dry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully, you know, a good performance at the, the World Championship, a record prize fund for the ladies this time will we'll oil the pot for the, the rest of the season. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> so, you know, you, you were in the sort of standby reserve spot. This time you mentioned you were in the same position two years ago. You were, you were playing well then, and then we went into lockdown for a year. Mm. On, on a personal level, how did you find those lockdowns, that sort of year and a bit where we were all sort of stuck at home? Um, personally, I mean, everybody has struggled um, in, in various ways. But at the end, just before lockdown, I was doing the circuit, trying to sort of attend as many competitions as I could whilst working full time and caring for my terminally ill father. So... Um, there was extra pressure sort of on me towards the end of the last full season. I ended up actually missing one of the island competitions, unfortunately, because my dad was, he couldn't be left. Um, so obviously family would always come first and I stayed with my dad 
um, but I ended up losing the points I was defending there from the, the previous season, which didn't help. Um, but um, when it came to my dad passed away, and not long after that, and just as COVID hit, I was also made redundant after 18 years. I'd had a lot of things to deal with. And at that time, I did sort of think, you know, I can't carry on doing darts. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd sort of, I'd lost the love for the game a little bit. Mm. Um, I tried sort of Top Gun promotions. We're doing a lot of ladies darts and some fantastic names that would play. Um, and we play each other sort of online. It mm. took a while for me to adapt to the online game because I'm quite a focused player. I like my rhythm, I like my focus, but having to call out your scores, enter your scores into the computer and then get ready to throw again, it, it would just break my focus and concentration all the time. Once I'd adapted, I ended up sort of winning one of the online competitions Um but then I also found that the online, it made it harder for me to, to get back to playing real darts and get that focus back where I'm not calling out, I'm not entering the scores. So I've sort of knocked the online on the head, really, to sort of focus on real darts. And, and obviously, that was the only way we could play back then because of the COVID and the lockdowns and the restrictions. So uh, I still played in whatever way I could, but uh, now I'm just focusing on the, the proper way, I would say. Well, I'm very sorry to, to hear about your father, first off. Um, you said you sort of felt like you were losing the, the love for the game. Do you feel like you've got that back now over the last few months? Yeah, I think um, with everything that had been going on um, in, in my personal life and obviously with the redundancy, things were really upside down. I would say I, I sort of... I stopped looking after myself a little bit, um, but now I w once I'm, I'm I'm so determined. Once I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So subsequently, I lost five stone um, because I also found my weight that I'd gained over that period of time as well was affecting my throw. Um, so I lost the weight. Um, I felt better, and the throw my throw was coming back. Um, I wasn't as frustrated with it, and so yeah, yeah, the the love's well and truly back. That's great to hear. And in in terms of your your job, aside from darts, you obviously managed to to find a new job now that you seem happy with. Yeah, um, I did take a little time out after being made redundant, um, just to sort of try and just work on myself really with everything that I've been trying to juggle. Um, and after a month, I was quite bored. I'm quite an active person. I like to be doing things. Um, so I applied for a job and, and I got a job in the NHS helping people. Um, however, it wasn't ideal because it was uh, what the class as the dead man shift, two to ten. Mm. So that I couldn't then go to darts through the week. Um, I couldn't play the online competitions even if I wanted to. So it, it wasn't ideal, um, but now I've, I've sort of spoken with my managers and my bosses and they're, mm -hmm. they're trying to sort of help me when it comes to my darts with annual leave and just flexing my hours. So, yeah, I've got another job and, and um, that helps. But uh, like I say, 
with sort of flexing and cutting hours, it doesn't help when you're trying to fund the circuit. This year, a, a big milestone for you, you won the, the Slovak Open in February. How do you how do you reflect on that, that title victory, which I know was a, a big moment for you? Looking at it now, it's given me such confidence that, yes, I can sort of finally get over that line. I'd been there a couple of times before and, and just not managed to get over the line. So, yeah, it gave me a big boost. But it, it was one of them ones that I nearly didn't actually make it. It was literally the day before I was still thinking, you know, I can't go. Even though it had been booked and paid for prior I, I really, it was touch and go as to whether I went in the first place because of um, I've been quite poorly and been in hospital. So uh, I'm I'm glad I went now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Now I was I was reading about this. You were you were actually quite seriously ill in in the hospital. What what was the matter? Um, if I were to say gyneco- gynecology um, sort hmm. of issues, um, I'd had it um, about three years ago. And um, unfortunately, was misdiagnosed on a couple of occasions. And I ended up quite seriously ill in hospital, not only with this issue, but with sepsis as well. Mm. Whereas this time, I recognised the um, symptoms and the doctor literally just sent me straight to the hospital. And I was in hospital for four days um, on IV drips, morphine, all sorts, just to try and sort of get my inflammatory markers down. I was in so much pain and discomfort. Um, I, I, I just wanted to get home, to be fair, but they wouldn't let me go. And, and again, even when they did let me go, they weren't for letting me out of hospital. And I'm thinking, I need to go, I've got that. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so in the end, like I say, even when I did get home, um, it was a case of, you know, can I risk sort of going? They they, they said I was able to go, um, but I was just worried in case there was a flare-up whilst I was in another country. Um, and, you know, but I was rattling on medication, um, tablets, etc. Um, I was drinking water the whole weekend. Um, but there must be something in the Slovakian water because uh, <laughs> it did me well. Yeah, I suppose... In a way, obviously, it wasn't good that you were ill, but I suppose going there, there were probably was no expectation on you because you knew you weren't 100%. You knew you were going to be still on tablets and whatever and, and only on the water during the weekend. So, in a way, I suppose results were, in theory, a little bit secondary and then obviously came through and, and won the title. Yeah. I mean, I, like I say, I, I went with no expectation at all. I was just hoping to maybe get... Um, continue a good start and, and get some more WDF ranking points. Um, I think, in a way, the fact that I was um, in quite a lot of discomfort um, and my arms, the people that I was with all weekend, my arms where I'd had all the injections and, and things were bruised, you know, it was awful. Um, I think that actually helped me. I didn't really... I didn't really focus on the darts. I was just maybe I was concentrating harder on my darts just to try and overcome the, the discomfort I was in. But yeah, I mean, it, it worked. I, I didn't expect to even get through the warm up 
you know, I thought I'll go for the warm up um, and I'll see how I throw. And then if I'm not throwing very well or it's too it's too painful, I won't play in the others. Um, but I actually went on to win the warm up singles as well. So that sort of boosted me on for the, the main comps. Mm, yeah, definitely. And the lady you played in the Slovak Open final, a fellow left-hander, Suzanne Smith, she is the person you'll be making your lakeside debut against. She'll be making her, her lakeside debut as well. How well do you, you know Suzanne? I know Suzanne from the the dart circuit. Um, and we've also sort of played each other online. She's a lovely, lovely lass. Um, and, yeah, we're both lefties. Go the lefties. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we play quite sort of similar a quite similar game um, in, you know, the quite heavy scoring, same sort of, we would have the same sort of doubles to preferred. Um, we've had, I think statistically, the amount of times we've played each other, I think honours are even between us. So, uh, yeah, it should be uh, a good game, really. Quite an even game if we both play how we, we both can. I suppose you've only just been added to the field have you set yourself any expectations for the tournament or are you just going to go in and, and enjoy the experience the first time I have no expectations at all I think for me just to be there is is my darting dream come true you know to get on that stage where all the iconic sort of darting legends have been is just everything I've always dreamed of I think the the only thing I need to try and sort of deal with is to not let the occasion overwhelm me. Hmm. Um, I went to Lakeside for the um, the qualifiers and just standing outside the door, um, all I got goosebumps, all my heads were up on end. So to actually, and when I walked in, you know, I was just in awe. So that's the only thing I think. There's no expectation. Um, I'm just going to go and try and enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, I just need to try and not let it overwhelm me, the fact that I'm there. <laughs> now, talking about that occasion when you actually get on the stage for your game, have you settled on a, a walk-on song yet? I have. Um, it is a bit of a surprise, and it's probably going to raise a few eyebrows, Um it is my usual um, Bon Jovi, It's My Life, mm -hmm. but there's a bit of an addition at the beginning, um, and it's quite a bit of a mash-up, but um, it's really to honour um, my darting mentor locally. She's stuck by me sort of through sort of thick and thin, you know, friendly taps on my hand if I've gone the wrong way on a finish, and or, you know, if I've been upset where I've lost, you know, she'd be like, now don't cry. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, I've added just a bit of her walk-on music when she used to play for Cumbria, um, just to the beginning part, just to honour her. She never made it to Lakeside herself, has always wanted to, and now I have. Um, I can't think of any better way just to to honour her. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll all have to listen. <laughs> oh, very nice. Can I ask the the name of that that mentor of yours? Her name's Anita Ward. Yeah, very nice. Well, I look forward to, to hearing your tribute to her and the, the walk-on. I think that's a lovely touch. And I suppose the last couple of, of things from me. Now, your nickname is, is Twinkle. Where does that come from? Uh, 
I knew you'd ask me that. <laughs> um, there are a couple of reasons why it's called Twinkle. Um, there are a, a, a few people know, um, but the one reason I, I can maybe sort of say publicly is my dad always my dad always used to joke with me that um, he was playing darts before I was a twinkle in my mum's eye, so my mother's eye. So that's the only one I can say. I can't really say anything else. The the mind boggles. Um, <laughs> so to, to to the last thing from me then. I know you wanted to to win a ranking event, and you've managed that this year. You wanted to qualify for Lakeside, and you've done that this year as well. What's the next goal for you in darts? I've only ever, I would say, had sort of two main sort of goals when it came to darts. One was to to play at Lakeside just from years of watching, you know, the showmanship of Bobby George. I used to love him. The, the utter concentration and focus of Trina Gulliver. You know, I used to sort of follow her. So Lakeside was my main um, dream and aspiration. But my other one is to get into the England squad. And despite, I'm quite high up in the England rankings, but I think in the ever-adapting darting world things have changed and, and and I think the England darts you have to have so many sort of averages and things I've gone to all sort of England comps etc and I think I've been in contention maybe talked about to be considered but I've not yet made that not this time <laughs> maybe next time well fingers crossed if you keep up the way you're playing I'm sure you won't be too far yeah. away Thank you very much for your time today, Joe. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in person at Lakeside in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you. It'd be lovely to meet you.